Folks, thank you for being here, folks, live here at the Soho Technique event in New York City during NFT NYC week. We're part of this really awesome augmented reality event that's been created by WeDream in partnership with Soho Technique. And we're doing a live podcast recording today. I'm Ethan Janney. I'm about to introduce our show. And then we'll get rolling. And if you're out there watching, hello to you guys. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Prakash Samasandram, the CEO, that's right, and co-founder of Engine Starter. Prakash is a Singaporean serial entrepreneur. He has been active in blockchain and cryptocurrencies since 2016 and has been involved in various aspects, including project development, acceleration, and investment. Prakash is currently the CEO and co-founder of Engine Starter, a launchpad focused on blockchain gaming, entertainment, and metaverses. He led the team to raise $5.5 million in both private and public sales and launched the business in early October 2021, having since completed more than 45, we just changed it from 30 to 45, <laughs> you're moving fast, man, 45 IDO projects on their platform. Notable projects that Engine Starter has invested and accelerated on their platform include Defina, The Killbox, and PathDAO. These projects have delivered between 24x and 53x return on investment from their public IDO launch price. Prakash, welcome to this first live stream. Th those episode. numbers feel really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot lower than expected now. Yeah, you've been busy over the last couple of years. It's been a crazy week here, man. I think this has been intense. Engine Starter, massive vision. Give the audience, give the listeners an idea of the origin of it and how you brought it all together. Sure. So I was given an opportunity to invest in Engine's project called Infinity, which is a blockchain that they're building on the Polkadot network. And after I read the white paper and I read the pitch deck, I really knew that this was going to be the future where they're trying to build this interoperability between multiple chains and primarily focus on NFTs, right? They're creating a new standard for NFTs. They call it a para token. And I saw that as the future, right? So that's kind of where we pitched it to them. They invested with us at a very early stage. They gave us the blessings to use their name. And we became their first launchpad for their ecosystem. But we're not restricted to their ecosystem. We've done projects in eight to nine different chains. And the whole idea really is to offer our clients a multi-chain strategy. And eventually, when cross-chain compatibility comes in, we'll build more stuff on Infinity. And that's really what our vision and purpose is for our existence. I think it's worthwhile to rewind a little bit, though, because you've been sort of a guru in digital marketing for over a decade, right? How did that experience lead you to this journey into Web3? Sure. Back in my agency days, clients used to pay us to tell a narrative or tell a story. What we did with fundraising, every project that we mean, it's about helping them build a solid narrative. And that's really the biggest challenge, right? We see a lot of creators with great talent, but they can't tell a story. 
and they usually struggle to actually fundraise, right? So we converted all the experience that we had in marketing and in narrative building, and we brought that into fundraising and investor relations, and that's the key value that we bring to the projects that we work with. We invest in them, we help them build a narrative, we connect them to investors, and we actually help them communicate that message effectively to the community. Nice. So as a platform, can you tell us about what are the nuts and bolts of Engine Starter? In a single line, we are a Y Combinator slash Kickstarter, right? We provide the acceleration services, and there's a whole lot of things that happens backstage that you don't know about, kind of fixing the project's tokenomics, figuring out which team members we should feature at which segments, and then kind of helping them become investor-ready. I think that's the key at this point of time in helping quality projects stand out in a very crowded and also slightly bearish market. And that's primarily what we do offline. Once they're ready for a fundraising exercise, we put them on our platform. Our community needs to buy our token and hold our token. The longer they hold our token, the bigger allocations that they get. We secure our public allocation from these projects and a lot of our community wants access to that, right? The key is for us to get the man on the street to be in VC, to be able to participate like a VC with the same terms and to be able to decide which of these projects are actually going to succeed. And that's primarily what we offer as a platform. Very cool. In particular, I think this sort of energy that you're building with folks around community building is so important for gaming because we've seen over the evolution of gaming, how community is everything in some of the biggest games of the last few decades. It's all about community. So I'd love to learn more about how you guys are deploying NFTs as a mechanism for raising capital in the gaming sphere. Sure. What our platform offers is three different ways that project owners can raise capital. They can issue tokens, or they can issue NFTs on our platform, or they can sell land on our platform. Each one of these things can be used as part of the community building experience, right? So one of our early projects, what they did is they first issued a token, and then they started issuing NFTs to raise additional capital, but also to build a community and to also use that as a test bit to see what characters, what kind of gameplay were interesting to the community. And they started scripting that back into the game, right? So that's one way that NFTs can play a role in not just raising capital, but also kind of coming into the narrative and using that as part of the game design and gameplay. The other key thing that we've always been looking at is Founders Token, right? Engine is one of the early guys that actually came up uh, with this concept. We want to support loyalty, not just to come in to participate in these events and then flip it once you get a good return, but also to stay committed to these projects because they take a long time to develop and mature and we want people to actually stay on and we're trying to use NFTs to build loyalty and we'll recognize this loyalty the longer they hold these tokens. There's something really powerful about this idea of land and being able to offer land, right? I joke with folks because there's a lot of Joshes on our team and I always run into Josh in the space, Josh Dow. But now that I'm thinking, what would I do next with Josh Dow? I think we'd have to have like Josh World and start selling. Josh Verse. Yeah, Josh Verse. There's a Josh I know in the audience right now. What about Josh Verse? You like? Yeah, I think it works. But I think there's something really powerful about giving people the ability to use land to sort of support that crowdfunding mechanism. It's different than what was available before. Do you think intrinsically you've seen that sort of attraction? traction occur for folks? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a whole new internet that's being built, and this is our opportunity to actually own a piece of it. Some of us may have missed the opportunity of owning physical real estate, but now we've got an opportunity to buy these digital real estate, curate it in any manner and fashion that we want. We can start hosting our friends. We can host events like this in a virtual space where we all don't need to fly to one city, but we can connect from multiple cities. 
And yeah, we're quite excited what Web3 can offer, especially with a lot of these metaverses coming. But the key really is the interoperability, right? It can't be restricted to one particular metaverse, it's going to fail for sure. And what we need is to have these brand experiences, to have these content, to transcend different metaverses. And what we are doing during this bear market is to focus on a lot of niche communities. So this is where we're working with a lot of art communities. We're working with tattoo artists who are all creators and they have their own audience. And now what we're looking at doing with Web3 is to offer them an additional revenue opportunity, right? It's not going to replace anything existing, but it's going to now create a whole new way that they can engage with their fans. So let's talk about the process of participating in the incubator. What should a participant expect and how do they think about sustainable strategies and campaigns and how do you support that? So what we did is we thought of all the pain that we had gone through in our startup lives and we found a way to kind of reduce that friction. And the pitch that we have is that we'll hold your hands, we'll guide you on a 150-day journey. It will be a lot less painful than how it went through for us, right? I mean, running an IDEO is probably one of the most painful stuff that you can do out there. In our case, we got hacked one day before our IDEO. We didn't have a public website to even conduct an IDEO. There's a whole lot of scams and spam attacks that we had to deal with. But that's one thing that we want to try to now reduce for the partners and portfolio companies that we're working with. And this 150-day journey kind of gives us time not just to work with them, work with the team, but to also build a community, right? Because the key at this point in time, the community... The community needs to understand what are the longer-term vision that these guys are working towards. And there's definitely a big need for bigger loyalty in crypto, especially now, because people jump from project to project, they get alpha on a project, and then they leave once they get the multiple returns. But a lot of that needs to change if we need to build a sustainable ecosystem. I think the other aspect that we're trying to introduce is a level of impact in every project that we do. So if there's a social cause or if there's a non-profit or if there's a bigger picture that we can work with the community, especially using Web3 as a canvas, I think we'll achieve greater success for ourselves. You've got an ecosystem really that you're building. would love to hear a little bit more about that and your vision for creating a community. How do you see that community building moving forward? Sure. So I guess in the early days, as the community grows, the community has different objectives. In the early days, it's all about getting alpha. It's about getting early into these projects. Lately, we've been shifting the focus, spending more time with micro tribes that exist within the community. And because it's a bear market and people want the investments to recuperate, they are now sending us leads, they're sending us ideas on what we could do. And I think that's really where the beauty of community building comes in. It needs to be a two-way People need to have ability to socialize, exchange ideas in a very free and unjudgmental way. And we find ways to actually incentivize them. We have tokens, which we give them. We invite them to events if we feel that they're contributing. And that's one way that we're trying to build our community. Secondly, we're also building a lot of these niche communities. And we feel that niche communities have a very strong ability to do fan or community acquisition. And the last thing that we're working with at this point in time with our focus on entertainment is to work with IP owners. It could be a musician, it could be a creator who's got access to fans. And if we can onboard Web2 consumers into the Web3 space, that's another level up for us from a community building perspective. 
Speaking of building, I think now is a great time to build, and I'm sure there's a lot of interesting projects that you've been incubating over the last several months. What are some of the upcoming projects that you're pumped about? One of the projects that we've been working with for the last six months is a project called Worlex. The people who are behind the project are a property developer, and they're based in Singapore, and they're also listed in Singapore. So they engaged us to kind of develop a metaverse strategy for them. And we've currently built out an entire strategy, which they are actually soft launching here in NFT NYC. And it's got a full experience of a metaverse, but they've connected it to the real world. So they call it digital. So these guys own buildings. They could be hotels, they could be malls. And now they're creating an entire new experience where it connects the metaverse to the real world. And the first mall that they're working on is an esports mall where there's a whole range of esports activities that will be in one place. And anyone who comes in to participate in that will also have a presence in the metaverse. It's almost like you planned that. We're at uh, Soho Technique is one of the partners on this event. And Soho Johnny has a lot of real estate. And so I know he's thinking about some of these same opportunities. So I'm sure you guys can have an interesting conversation after this podcast. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about what's next on the roadmap for Engine Starter. Products, features, partnerships. What's on the roadmap? So like Josh said, right, this period is for us to build. So currently we are in a global expansion. We're expanding into Dubai. We're expanded into LA with Elizabeth, who's our market launcher. And we're using this opportunity to now expand, to have a physical presence, not in a very big way, but at least having a market launcher who pretty much does everything a team would do. But it's a single individual who goes in to connect with communities, to understand the needs of each community. And then we develop a strategy based on each market that we're expanding. So definitely this period is the best time for us to expand. We're getting into a lot more quality conversations. There's a lot less froth in the space. And this allows us to actually spend a lot more time with the projects to ensure the right strategies are in place to actually build this out. We're definitely building a lot more features in the launchpad so the community can come in and use it as a dashboard to manage their entire portfolio. Because once you start getting into the space, you know, there's a whole lot of things that you need to balance and it's a full-time role. So we're trying to create some tools that can actually help you monitor your portfolio and then you can decide what's it going to be. We're definitely doing a lot more in the entertainment space. And this is where we're doing a lot more incubation, a lot more innovation consulting. And what we're seeing really is that there are now a lot of Web2 companies that are looking at coming into Web3 and they feel that this is the best time for them, right? And these guys have existing communities. They may have a product already. And what they're looking at doing is kind of creating something in parallel in the Web3 space, right? Some of them are creating a new business opportunity, like an entire new business model. Some of them know that their existing business model is going to be disrupted, and now they are preparing for that by starting to build for Web3. And it's worth mentioning, we do know each other. You are one of our co-creators for NFTLA. And as we've gotten to know each other, one of the interesting things I've learned about you and, and how you look at these startups is it's never too early to have a conversation. It's never too late to learn. I think it's worth sort of letting our live stream listeners and audience understand how open you are to startups wherever they are in their journey. Yeah, so we're always open to having conversations. We try to keep in touch on a regular basis and ensure that they're giving us updates. If projects actually give us updates proactively, it's always a very good sign for us and we try to spend more time with them. Usually when they reach out to us, we will never leave that conversation without at least connecting them to a partner or to an investor. 
But yeah, constantly we've got to be keeping in touch with this. In Web3, trends change very, very quickly. And it's very, very difficult for us to say that this is the only thing that we're going to be doing. Take, for example, this entire move to earn. It trended like crazy over the last couple of months. We completely missed it, right? We actually said no to one of the top ones that went up to like 36,000%. But again, you know, these trends work because things move very quickly now. And more so because we're coming out of this two years of lockdown and pandemic and travel restrictions. A lot of things are now happening at a very, very quick pace. And if you're at the right place with the right tech, this is where things start to fly very quickly. And this is where we constantly need to be attending events, meeting with startup founders. We connect with traditional accelerators. We attend as many talks as we can so that we're always connected or very close to the ecosystem. Slow to move on the move to earn, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you stepped on some gum. <laughs> it sprained an ankle or something, maybe. But yes, I mean, so we've had a great chat here talking through all this stuff. We're really excited to move on to our quick hitter soon. But last question of this conversation, we're all really amazed and fascinated with all the inspiration that's going on right now. And me personally, I've said it over and over again, it's especially inspiring when the market's kind of just doing whatever it does. But there's those folks that have that intrinsic energy around this stuff, and they're just passionate about what they're building, and they're moving forward. So that just leads me to our last question about what inspires you that's out there? And just in general, what inspires you to do all the wonderful things that you've achieved? Yeah. So I guess I've always enjoyed working with creative people. So that's why I built a career in digital advertising. And currently the work that we do is primarily with creators, right? And the beauty is today when we wake up, could be working with a rapper from Singapore, or it could be working with an artist from New York. And every day is a new day. But what's really exciting is creators are starting to understand that Web3 is primarily for them, right? This is their best opportunity of removing the middleman building a direct relationship with your community, and more importantly, co-creating with your community, telling beautiful stories. And as long as creators have stories to tell, they will succeed, and that's really what Web3 is. But despite spending so much time in crypto, we do know that we are very, very early in Web3 because a lot of the infrastructure that's required to get the mass market into the space is still not there. And that's the beauty for us, right? To be able to identify some of these builders, for building infrastructure and to support them and also bring them into our ecosystem. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, I think our relationship with you, I think, has been a reflection of what you just described. Very open and transparent, very helping, always adding value. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you joining us today and sharing. Oh, it's a pleasure. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, L.A., let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. 
Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service soup-to-nuts and whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes you Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. So now, as Ethan said, it's time to move to segment two, which we call Edge Quick Hitters. It's a fun, quick way to get to know you a little bit better. There's 10 questions. We're looking for short, single word or few word responses, but we may dive in a little deeper here or there. You ready to do this? Sure. All right. I just want to notify our folks that may not be aware of our podcasts. These are like fun, quick questions. And you might ask yourselves these questions. If we run into you after the podcast, let us know your own answers, right? (laughs) You'll get the idea. But take a close listen. These are fun questions. Question number one. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Sweets at 3SO. At three. Nice. You seem like the kind of guy that has earned your own money at three years old. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> a bit later, yeah. But I, I hustled whatever I could from <laughs> fighting spiders to erasers <laughs> to comics. I made quite a bit on comics and I think that really is the inspiration now with NFTs too. Did you draw your own or you bought them and resold them? them? A little yeah. arbitrage. Yeah, yeah, lots of arbitrage. Buying it from the US and selling it in Singapore, right? <laughs> uh, nice. Early import-export king. <laughs> Question two. What's the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? Donation tickets when I was a scout. Nice. Roger that. First scout appearance I think we have in these mm-hmm. questions. Question three. What is the most recent thing you purchased? NFT. you got to uh, define NFT first. No, sorry. Well, it's a woman-focused NFT. I started bringing my wife for NFT events. And she's like, why haven't you bought me an NFT? I'm like, <laughs> all right, it's time to start now. <laughs> what did you get her? It's called Crypto Goddess. Yeah. Crypto goddess. Yeah. I like it. What is the most recent thing you sold? Shares in my company. (laughs) I love it. Question number five. What is your most prized possession? My proudest possession would be my family, I would say. Great (laughs) go-to. Keeps you out of trouble, right? (laughs) Question six. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, service, and experience that's currently for sale, what would that be? A bought it. Ah. Without a pause there. <laughs> you know the answer to that one. Now's a good time to buy. Question number seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would that be? Positivity. Flip side of that. If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? Hanging on to things that you shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. A tough one, a challenge for all of us. <laughs> Question nine. What did you do just before joining us on the podcast today? I had a very great meeting with a potential partner that's looking at getting into the experience space, right? So they're building an experience layer over the NFT layer. And I think there's going to be a whole lot of magical work that we're going to do together with them. Sounds exciting. And last one, question 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? Whichever, wherever there's the next party. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a bonus question. Sometimes we've been throwing these in. Okay. If someone goes to Singapore with you for the first time, what's the first place you're going to take them? 
It's an island called Sentosa, which is accessible by a bridge, and it's Paradise Island. It's crypto island now, so a lot of crypto affluence from all around the world stay there. So yeah, I'd love to host you guys in Singapore sometime. Beautiful. Well, that's Edge Quick Hitters. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for sharing with us. Word on the street is we got a couple hot topics to hit as well. Hot topic. We're going to Singapore. All right. There it is. <laughs> All right. Now, the next item on the list here for the first hot topic, NFT startup Magic Eden valuation surges tenfold to $1.6 Okay, Magic Eden, a marketplace for NFTs on the Solana blockchain, saw its valuation surge in a fresh funding round despite a slowdown in private investing and cratering cryptocurrency market. Investors have plowed a fresh $130 million into the startup at a $1.6 billion valuation, a roughly tenfold valuation increase since March, according to Avichal Garg, managing partner at Electric Capital and an investor in both rounds. Although that's a startling pop, even by boomtime standards, Garg said he invested because he believes the company will ultimately, of course, be worth much more. Well, look, yeah. Solana has been a surprise star of the last bull run in a lot of folks. It was the first time they had countered Solana, but there is a very deep and wide community of Solana fans who love the technology for gaming and for their NFTs. And there's some really special NFT projects within the Solana ecosystem. Magic Eden came out of the date and became the dominant leader in that space, similar to OpenSea has been for Ethereum. And if you look at the trajectory of OpenSea and their increasing valuations over the last year, it would make sense that Magic Eden would be on a similar course in history and time. Of course, OpenSea has also ran into some challenges and plenty of fud along the way and hopefully Magic Eden can avoid some of that. What do you think? You know, I mean, again, you know, we are in a build period, right? So these infrastructures, these marketplaces will definitely have huge demand and people are looking for new chains because the existing chains have challenges and definitely there's a whole lot of plumbing that we need to solve. And some of these chains do offer that promise and definitely I think there's a need for that. And yeah, there's early adopter advantages for being there too. Sure. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and clearly some smart people have kept some capital in order to put into these projects. So good on them. And let me just say too, also on that, to remember there are a number of companies like that that have raised recent rounds with Santa Mocha Brands, even Cardano, Ripple, others that are looking to make moves. If you have a project that you want to get off the ground, you really believe in it, you got a team, you got an idea, you have resources, look into these companies like talk to them because they are in that build phase as we just said and there is still opportunity don't just go dark like look around there is opportunity everywhere this is build time yeah a ton of opportunity so a lot of the funds that actually raised money to invest into Web3 they're sitting on fiat right so they're not affected by any of the market volatility and actually at this point of time it's an investor's market so they're negotiating better rates and better valuations right so there's still a lot of activity that's going on it's just that a lot of investors are also looking at investing into longer-term play, which is primarily infrastructure, as compared to investing into projects, because it's a lot higher risk there. Yeah, I think Robbie Young at an event we co-hosted the other day said this is a time for re-evaluation. Not de-evaluation, right? Just re-evaluation. Like, let's just check ourselves and make sure these valuations are realistic. Great points. All right, should we move on to the next hot topic? Let's do we it. Should. This is an interesting one. Let's see where do we bring this one from. NFTLA23 is our hot topic. Yeah. 
Well, so, of course, Edge of NFT crew, Edge of Company, was producers of the NFT LA convention in 2022. The Edge of Company and Edge of NFT podcast excited to officially announce the dates for the return of NFT LA. March 20th to 23rd, 2023. And, folks, if you're here and you have a smartphone, okay, take a minute. Actually, I could start from scratch. I forgot that we want to do this. So if you want to record this on video on your smartphone and share it on the socials, the socials, I sound kind of old, don't I? <laughs> this is the first time we're announcing this announcement. Edge of Company and the Edge of NFT podcast are excited to officially announce the dates for the return of NFT LA March 20th to 23rd, 2023. Head to 2023.nftla.live to get on the whitelist for early access tickets. And the tickets kind of went up a lot in price <laughs> as things went to the later dates. So it's a great time to get in. Our first event in March of this year was one of the most beloved in the Web3 space. And next year, we'll deliver more of the same vibes, an event thoughtfully crafted to spark genuine connection, curiosity, and community. Let's chat about it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Super pumped about it. Yeah, I think we want to take things to the next level while still having the same spirit, the same DNA of what we did last go-round. Think uh, continued co-creation, continued connections with people within our official event as well as beyond, including the city of Los Angeles who we're talking to. So yeah, very excited to continue the momentum we built earlier this year. Yeah, as we've had a chance to debrief with all of the community members that supported the event in all ways, one consistent theme has been keep that vibe going, right? And I think as we think about making it bigger and bolder and better, I think we want to keep that vibe and that intimacy in all aspects of the event. Make it somewhere that if you're new to Web3 or if you're an OG, you feel like this is your home. If you're a creator, if you're a builder, if you're an investor, if you're a collector, if you're a trader, this feels like home. And that's what we're going for with NFTLA 2023. Yeah. I just, something. Yeah, go as, ahead. As a attendee, I think it's a conference that you guys cannot miss. I travel around the world attending crypto events. Probably the best event I've attended. Very well produced. Each set, whenever they were changing, they had clowns. It was super entertaining. And as a speaker, I felt that the amount of time that they had put into speaker management in preparing me as a speaker and identifying what are the topics that I was going to be speaking, I had never experienced that anywhere. And that's the quality of the content you guys will receive there. But more importantly, it's the vibe. And they delivered some of the best parties that I've been. So, that's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome, thanks. I just wanted to say, I've been running into people here in New York, and literally people that said that going to NFTLA changed their life. They met someone, they built a partnership, and now they're going strong. And you can't ask people to say that. They just say it, right? And just been so inspired because that was our vision and our mission, is to bring people together. Co-creation is one of our key values in community. So really great and happy to do that again and amplify it even further. 100%. Yeah, I think so. NFTLA, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. Check it out. 2023.nftla.live. Yeah, so for those of you here and listening to the live stream, we just put out a tweet with this announcement. So go to at Edge of NFT and please do us a favor and retweet that. Spread the message. 
far and wide. We want everyone to have an opportunity to get these early bird prices and enjoy the next NFT LA, which is going to be another intersection of sports, entertainment, gaming, and metaverses. And man, so much has happened this last year. I can't imagine what will happen in the next nine months. I already have talked to some incredible projects that have major news. They're ready to drop come March, and I'm sure there'll be many more excitements during this time to build. So I, for one, can't wait to see you all there. Beautiful. More to come, folks. Yeah, indeed. And I think we want to give a little shout out here. Yeah, so it's time for a fun shout out. We're going to bring a couple of really wonderful folks on for just a minute to say, take a couple of moments to say something special. And this is because I just want to take a minute to explain a little bit more about what's going on here at Soho Technique and what Redream has created. So there's five galleries. I think there's more because they told me there's five spaces, but there's like multiple buildings, more than five that I've been able to walk to and participate in this experience. And a good friend of ours and collaborator, Soho Johnny, has been helping to curate this. And his friend, Peter Calfi, has also been creating the experience. But it's augmented reality. So within this domain, there's blank walls. But if you open up the app on your phone, you can see all these really incredible augmented reality experiences that are just kind of floating around, whether you knew it or not, right? And we did a little bit of a demo of it yesterday. We're happy to put that on social soon. But what I'd like to do here is welcome first Soho Johnny and then Peter to say a few words. Johnny, why don't you come on and say something? Thank you for that introduction, Ethan. And I want to thank everybody that's been part or is participating tonight. Mark the date, June 22nd, 2022, an epic moment. We want to thank our friends from Edge of NFT for our collaboration here. And I believe it's nine galleries in Soho that are part of this event. Pretty epic, if I might say myself. But a lot of work goes into these things. And we kind of pulled it together with my dream team, Peter Calfe and Andy, with Soho Technique. And the last, it was a last-minute thought. And there's so much excitement, influencers and people of substance and just beautiful people that are attended that I'm seeing tonight. And on that note, on behalf of Soho Technique, empowered by WeDream, augmented reality, and all our friends here, influencers, I'd like to introduce the Web3 guru of Soho Technique, my pal, Peter Kaufman. Excellent, excellent. Thank you all again for coming. This has been a dream event, if I'm punny. Again, first off, I just want to thank our lovely media sponsors and hosts, Edge of NFT. Absolutely incredible. Also, Soho Johnny, you've been a dream to work with. I'll run that one all night. Again, we've got the team at WeDream who's running all of the help desks and, again, registration, as well as all of the team members at Soho Technique that have worked together to put this on. And I want to say we did this in about 60 days we decided we were throwing this event. So it's really come together. We said, we're going to throw a party. And then we said, no, we're going to throw 12 parties. <laughs> All walking distance. It's going to be fantastic. Rain or shine. As well as Cynthia, who's been, really, I call her our quarterback. She's been putting on this whole event. And without her, we definitely would not have pulled it off in 60 days. And I also have Katie Chinakis and Taylor Starr, who curated hundreds of NFT artists internationally who have their art displayed throughout, again, these different galleries. So again, please feel free to check that out. If you need any help, check out the registration or the help desk, and we'll make sure everyone gets on the app and is able to build it from there. And I was just going to say a fun story is Taylor has been on Edge of NFT, and she's a friend of ours from LA, so it's great to find out that we're all co-creating this event together. And just a big shout out to our dear pal and friend, Scott Page from Pink Floyd, who actually originally... Originally connected us with Soho Johnny, and now we're all one big family, and it's just another story of co-creation. Here, here, here.
I think the community that we've brought together for this evening is unlike any other. And again, it's fun in these IRL events to meet so many people we might have interacted with on a Discord or seen on an incredible podcast. And now we're here together spending some time. So again, I also look forward to NFT LA here in, what do you give me the date it's one more March time? March 2023. So it's March 20th through the 23rd of 2023. Let's go. We will definitely be there. Again, it's been a dream. Love you all. Tons and tons. Cynthia, you're a hero. Just secondary shout out. And onward and forward, upward. Let's take it on. Beautiful. Thank we you We appreciate it so much. And before we break, Beautiful. just one last uh, thank you to Prakash and Engine Starter. If you could please share where folks can go to follow you and everything you're up to. Yeah, you can look at Linktree, Engine Starter. We are present in most social networks. Very active on Facebook, Telegram, and Twitter. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll talk very, very soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, folks, and have a great time tonight. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.